morning, City Church. Barry Saunders here with a moment of sanity at the start of your day. A moment of truth from God's Word. A moment of grace. I've long been fascinated with what makes memories stick. Of all the moments of our lives, what is it about certain snippets of a day that become mini-movies permanently stored in the file cabinets of our memory banks? And what happens to all the other experiences that just float by like clouds outside an airplane window? While reading Psalm 119 from today's office lectionary, one of those sticky memories popped up. I'm sitting in a ballroom on the top floor of the student center at JMU on a Sunday night with about 400 other students. We've gathered for the weekly InterVarsity large group meeting. Our speaker is a recent JMU alum who is attending seminary at Gordon-Conwell outside of Boston. Expectations are high. Good evening, friends. I'm Steve, and it's so good to be back at JMU. I have a question for all of you. How many of you believe what it says in Haggai chapter 2, verse 11? Give me a show of hands. Awkward silence flattened the eagerness to hear from a seminarian who recently had been one of us, probably because few of us knew that there was a book of the Bible called Haggai, much less what it said. No hands went up. Well, that's disappointing, the speaker responded. This is God's word, and whether you know what the verse says or not, your hands should have gone up. Because if God's word says it, I believe it, and that settles it. Though young in my walk with God, I'd already spent enough time in the scriptures and prayer and with other believers for that quippy maxim to hit me as way off base. It captured a gap that I was beginning to observe between the dynamic Jesus I was getting to know and the simplistic, formulaic approach to God's word that my friend's first year of seminary had impassioned. Clearly, that memory stuck, and it set me on a lifelong path of wrestling with the strange and crazy parts of God's Word while trying to honor the text as God's inspired testament on who He is and the life He invites us to live with Him. In last Sunday's sermon, Eric reminded us of God's with usness through the mystical story of Jacob's dream of a ladder attended by angels bringing down from heaven the assurance of God's presence with His people here on earth. A few chapters later, we learn that God so much wants to be with Jacob that he comes to earth to begin wrestling Jacob's identity as a deceiver out of him so that he can restore and redeem Jacob by bestowing upon him a name and a new identity, Israel, God wrestler, the same identity that he gives his people who seek to walk in his way. Which takes us to the connection between Psalm 119 and a sticky memory of an IV meeting in college that featured a shallowly packaged view of the scriptures. As a work of literature, Psalm 119 is renowned for how it describes the preeminence of God's inspired word through 28 stanzas of verse constructed as an acrostic based on the letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Like light through a prism, it turns the characteristics of the word over and around, illuminating the multifaceted beauty and power of God's statutes. But it's not only a great poetic work. In the midst of all the artistry, Psalm 119 invites us into this wrestling identity that God has bestowed upon us as his people. Listen to these excerpts read from the message as the psalm writer grapples with the reality of our humanity, all the while honoring and extolling God's word. I call out at the top of my lungs, God, answer, I'll do whatever you say. I called to you, save me so that I can carry out your instructions. I was up before sunrise, crying for help, hoping for a word from you. I stayed awake all night, prayerfully pondering your promises. 
Take a good look at my trouble and help me. I haven't forgotten your revelation. Take note of how I love what you tell me. Out of your love of life, prolong my life. Your word adds up to the sum total of all truth. Your righteous decisions are eternal. For those who love what you reveal, everything fits. No stumbling around in the dark for them. My soul guards and keeps all your instructions. Oh, how much I love them. Let my cry come right into your presence, God. Provide me with the insight that comes only from your word. Put your hand out and steady me, since I've chosen to live by your counsel. Invigorate my soul so I can praise you well. Use your decrees to put iron in my soul. And should I wander off like a lost sheep, seek me, and I'll recognize the sound of your voice. Can you hear the back and forth in there? A wrestling match between the messy, frightening, joyful fickleness of our humanity and the word of God that stands firm as a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path as we respond to his invitation to wrestle with him. So where does this memory that stuck lead us, City Church? To this reality. God has bestowed upon us his people, a name and identity that invites us deeply into his with usness. Israel, the people who wrestle with their God. This Advent season, as we once again consider this strange and mysterious story of God coming to be with us, let's take him up on this gracious offer as we seek to understand more fully who Jesus is and the good news that he brings. Until tomorrow, friends, stay well and do good. City Church is a weekday podcast produced by the staff and members of City Church of Richmond, located in Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about us, please visit citychurchrva.com. That's C-I-T-Y-C-H-U-R-C-H-R-V-A.com. And thanks for listening.